1: Welcome back. BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe G, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez with you on a football Friday. Coming up in about 20 minutes, Samantha Praviti is going to join us of the Action Network as well. Big Action Network day on the show today. We'll talk some uh, football with her on the football Friday. She's the co-host of Action Network's Fantasy Flex podcast. And this is that weekend. I mean, it's like that final weekend to get those fantasy drafts in. So we know a lot of our audience probably going to have those fantasy football drafts. So Samantha Praviti joins us in about 20 minutes. We wanted to dive back into college football here for week one, j Right? Maybe some matchups we didn't hit. Also some insights. And I saw this. Paul passed this over to us um, after our first college football segment. Where the tickets are coming in for tonight's games, for, for this week one. And a couple of games we talked about is where where the people are. And that makes me a little nervous. And I'm on, on the public side of these games. But... Illinois, at that point, getting a point and a half. Now it's down to about a half at some books. Uh, That's the second most bet team on tickets. And the most bet handles, number two, Illinois, number three, TCU, minus the 13 and a half. So the games we talked about earlier, that's where some money's coming in. So if if we're right tonight, the public's going to be happy. If we're wrong, I'm going to feel like, uh uh-oh, I was on the wrong side of these with with the public. But those are the ones tonight. And I get it. It's it's a Friday night. It's college football. There's kind of a limited slate tonight for the big ones tomorrow. I see why people are jumping on these on these teams. That's the where we came yeah. up with the well, RAs.
2: Illinois was Illinois was staggering because they were getting five and a half at one point when it opened up five and a half, and now it's down to what a half now because it was a point and a half, now it's a half. So that money's yeah. coming in. There's a reason why, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, there is, and, and we and I think also what affects this is we watched them play a game already. Right? we have a, mm-hmm. a book on them we watched the play last week they played well they beat wyoming they won so people are like all right i, I kind of like what i saw last week maybe that carries over you're right the value was was earlier on compared to where it is now when it comes to the number here i think one that you mentioned a couple of days ago we could hit it right now you, the rice game against usc big number really big number the becuol model actually thinks the values on rice they think it's about a 27 and a half point number The game total, though, the spread, when you look at BetMGM, USC giving 32.5 points feels pretty big here. Feels too big for week one
2: yeah I mean I get it it's rice and everybody thinks USC and and student body right but again there's just so many mitigating factors that have that are making me think I'm gonna go with rice we've had people on this show this week that have said hey USC is they're they're gonna win the game we're not saying USC isn't gonna win but that's a lot of points and again I'm in Los Angeles it's gonna be a hundred degrees in the afternoon during that game tomorrow so you just gotta wonder at one point does Lincoln Riley say okay that's enough. That's enough of my guys. Maybe a first half, half of the third quarter, and he pulls them away and then Rice comes in and scores a couple of garbage touchdowns to, uh, to, to get in there. I mean, I get USC's trying to make a statement, especially you know with, with Utah and Oregon, you know the conference is, in, is is in high profile games this week with Oregon playing Georgia and Utah playing yeah. Florida. Um, but I think USC, again, that defense is sketchy. That defense is, sub- is, 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 is suspect. They're not going to lose the game, but I think they're going to give up some points.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and look about it. It's, it's kind of like what we saw last night with the Chippewas against Oklahoma State. That game was decided. It was over. Fourth quarter, 22 points. And, and Paul Aspen had himself a cover there, getting the 21 and a half. So that, I mean, that's that's what week one of college football is. like. Where can you find the right number and base it over the four quarters, not just the first half? One game this week, J-Rod, that we didn't spend much time on, but it is a top 25 matchup, Cincinnati-Arkansas. I I think it's a really intriguing game. I mean, the game is in Arkansas, and Mm -hmm. we have an SEC team ranked within the top 20 of the nation, not even favored by a touchdown at home. Now, is that a lack of respect for Arkansas? Is that a lot of respect for Cincinnati? I just – Cincinnati lost Desmond Ritter. They lost Sauce Gardner. Like, we're talking about a guy that's going to be maybe one of the best corners in the NFL and a guy that I think will start a quarterback for the Falcons before this year is over. Now they have to go on the road without those two guys to an SEC team? I know Arkansas is not a special SEC team, but my instinct is I I would lay it. I think think Arkansas beats them by a touchdown, but this number is still under, under a touchdown, six and a half right now.
2: Arkansas is one of those schools that, to me, I, I'm going to keep an eye on this year. I think they're kind of a low-key, sexy pick. I think they're going to do some damage this year. Again, unfortunately, they're in the SEC and there's there's some high country, there, there's some high grass in the SEC, but I think Arkansas is going to be able to be a good cover machine because I think you nailed it. It's more so disrespect of Arkansas. And, and they, can, they can clearly think this is the Cincinnati team from last year. I think Arkansas is going to surprise some people at least early on in the season, early in their schedule before the adjustments are made. And I'm with you, man. A home game in in Fayetteville. Woo, pig, suey.
1: I like that. Woo, pig, suey. And look, if it's if this was over a touchdown, if we were talking about seven and a half, right. I probably would stay away. It, just, it, it feels like Paul, it feels like a lot of respect for Cincinnati. I know they're ranked again, but how do you how do you go be that kind of program, lose that kind of talent, and, and keep it going?
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Right. They're they're not a, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Are they a reload program? I mean, we think about Alabama, Georgia, Clemson most years as those kind of programs. And you're going to, I mean, all credit to Luke Fickle, but is he doing that at Cincinnati? I have a tough time believing that, especially at this number. It is absolutely Arkansas or nothing for me. I was surprised to see it come off of seven, but I mean, that'll, uh, everything you laid out, I, I agree with, and just the massive turnover on the Cincinnati side. I I'll be interested to watch the game for sure. Um, I do like Arkansas, but it's just like it's kind of wild that this isn't this is coming off of seven and moving, in, you know, in the Cincinnati direction. That was yeah. very surprised to see that.
1: They lost eight players to the NFL draft. I mean, Sauce Gardner and Ritter are the top, like, Mm -hmm. the the biggest things. But they lost eight players to the NFL draft. I I don't know if a Cincinnati program could reload in just one year and go and and stay within a a touchdown against an SEC team. Paul, what what game have we not brought up that you wanted to throw out there?
4: So I got some – smaller ones are like non you know sec that sort of thing so a couple yep. I'll throw out first of all I'll just mention this quickly Colorado State catching 30 and a half revenge game for March Madness against Michigan just putting that out there but you do have Jay level like coming over coming over from Nevada he brought a lot of his players with him as well He's had he had a lot of success there took him to four straight bowl games that's kind of a narrative play, just a, a fun play. but So I'll, I'll play the 30-and-a-half there with Colorado State, but a little bit more seriously. Uh, UTSA catching four against Houston. Houston lost three starters on the O-line. They lost their starting running back to an ACL in the spring. They do have what they call Sack Avenue on the, D, on the uh, D-line. They lost some. They do, do still have a lot of depth. But let's talk about this UTSA team. They have so much talent back from a team that went 12-and-2 last year. You know I think they're I think they're live here I I'll definitely take them plus four but I think this could absolutely be a game little in-state rivalry thing going on there as well I think UTSA uh could jump on Houston a little bit here so I'll be playing them plus four North Texas SMU is an interesting one and yeah. I was looking at the North Texas side getting 10 but the numbers moving against us it's up to 11 and a half so it makes me a little wary there I'll push pause on that for now, but I am looking at the over 68. It's a big number, but if you look at SMU, Rhett Lashley is there. He's a new head coach, but he was their OC, so there is some continuity there. They returned just six starters on offense, but includes their quarterback, and even though they lost some starters on the offensive line, a lot of the new starters actually have starting experience, so should still be moving well there. They averaged 38.4 points per game last season. They allowed almost 30, so um, North Texas also has a lot of continuity on offense going on. And, you know, according to our guy, Phil Steele, top O line, number three quarterback, number two running back, number three receivers in Conference USA. So they are playing a level up, you know, against SMU, but still a lot of good and talent experience coming back. And they scored 31 against UTEP last week, so they warmed up a little bit. And UTEP, that's a UTEP team that's supposed to have like one of the best D-lines and DBs in Conference USA. So they still put up some points against a lot of talent there. So I like the over 68 for North Texas and SMU. And the last one, look, I'm chasing steam here. I'll admit it. I wrote this game down a month ago, and I never played it. But fade Nevada again with just the six players back. Texas State plus seven It's now all the way down to plus one at BetMGM. It has flipped everywhere else. So Texas State is now minus one, even minus one and a half some places. So you get a juiced plus one, minus 120. So I did play that with a free bet at BetMGM, by the way. So they've got that going on this weekend. Um, And then Texas State. So Jake Spavital. Uh, finally has some continuity in his fourth season, to Texas State. Uh, more than half of his returning starters back. And again, we've talked about it. the exact opposite is the case for Nevada. So they took care of a bad New Mexico mm-hmm. State team last week. But let's give Texas State a shot here. Um, fun fact about Nevada, the worst yards per play on offense of any team that has played a game thus far in this college football season.
1: That checks out. That checks out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that that number there. Uh, one more game I want to throw out that I, I, we haven't touched this week, but we've talked about the quarterback, Will Levis. I like Kentucky. It, it's less than 17. It's 16 yeah. and a half. They're at home against Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio is 0 for 7 in their last covering, you know, against the spread, in their last seven against SEC teams. Like, I don't, we don't think of Kentucky as – And it was the whole thing with the football school thing with the coaches and Calipari. We don't think of Kentucky, but Kentucky's 20th ranked to start the season. Like, they are looked at as a a good team this year, um, you know, and probably middle-of-the-pack SEC team. But that's a big chore for Miami, Ohio, J-Rod, to go to an SEC team on the road to keep that close. and Potentially an NFL quarterback in Will Levis. I like Kentucky. I mean, I thought the number would be closer to 20, 19, 20, 20. I think they win this game by three touchdowns. They're sixteen and a half point favorites in this one. Fifteen and a half at BetMGM.
2: Yeah, just just like Arkansas is kind of a is low key going to be low key better this year. I think Kentucky's already shown people that they are becoming a football school. We had somebody on the show this week say that Kentucky is a football school now. It's no longer a basketball yeah. school. I think it was I think it was Nick. Listen, uh, one game that I like and and, and it's home to me. Oh, it's, it's Florida Atlantic. Willie Taggart, Nicosi Perry. They're playing Ohio. Um, I think we're going to see some points in that game. Ohio, 3 and 9 last year, but the three wins, they scored 30 points or more in each game. If FAU defense is horrible. I think we're going to see some points in that game. Line is 4.5. FAU's laying 4.5. I don't even like Ohio to cover that game. I think uh, FAU wins the game. But I think I like Ohio getting 4.5 and, and over 48.5 in that game. I think we're going to see some points. I like that. I think he's yeah. going to be good for points.
1: Win or lose on Sunday, does Brian Kelly drop the Louisiana accent or does he avoid that after the game? They're 3.5-point favorites oh, against Florida State. What?
4: If he wins, he's got to put it out there. Yeah. Jump
2: I think, I think
1: we over, got a, Brian over,
2: a Over under you I say 3.5.
4: Over.
1: I think for every touchdown his offense scores, we get a y'all on Sunday night, post game with Brian Kelly after the game. (laughs) Joe J. Rod with you right here on the Beck UL Network.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.